The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply. Buy the best from the best. Oh, come on. Come on, you piece of junk. Come on, start, not again. Oh, let's see if the radio still works. Yeah, well, mm, yeah, no, yeah, there's, uh, oh, that show Motor Mouse is on. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody in this beautiful, well, actually, I don't know how it is in San Luis this morning, because I'm at Johnson Valley, the king of the hammers. The winner was a side-by-side race. The day before yesterday said it's the most grueling, uh, well, the hardest one-day vehicle or um, event out there. And the King of the Hammers is absolutely disgusting. It, and as a as a uh, race racer, um, and it's really the the cool the cool thing about the King of the Hammers, you know, getting right into it. Uh, the King of the Hammers is an off-road desert race, but it includes rock crawling and sand and basically anything Johnson Valley can throw at you, they try to throw it at the racers. And I think yeah, um, the side-by-sides yesterday ran, or not yesterday, day before yesterday, um, I think they finished in under four hours, the leader did, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because to, to be a spectator, um, first of all, it's put on by the King of the Hammers and and Ultra Four, and the um, to to be part of the the Hammer Town they call it. It's seventy five dollar admission per person, plus a twenty five dollars per every RV I believe or car. I'm not sure how that works, and um, which is a lot of money seventy five bucks to go see an off road race really, but. They have the event set up in such a way that every day for at least 10 days, there's some form of racing, some form of something going on, and some competitions going on for 10 days. So you, re- you break it down, and it's a really good value. I mean, it's a really – it's a lot of fun. Um, if you don't like wind and you don't like heat and you don't like cold and you don't like um, lack of creature comforts and dust, you don't like it. But – if you can put up with that stuff, it is a phenomenal event, and it's just, it's it's so funny. It's 50,000 people behaving themselves, and it's it's just amazing. Uh, there's no roads. There's no street signs. There's no power poles. There's no street lights. There's no dotted lines. There's no nothing, and somehow or another, 50,000 people leave here, or the majority I have, no, I have no idea how many people get hurt. I'm Obviously, there are, because there's no nothing. It's just a free-for-all, and it's a lot of fun, and it's phenomenally entertaining and relaxing, and it burns off 
nervous energy and stuff that builds up on you all year. You come out here and you get to run it away, um, and uh, it's it's um, incredible. But the other thing that's really really cool is when you watch a NASCAR race and you go, "Wow, that looks easy." I mean, it's got bank turns. Come on, all you do is put your foot on the throttle and go around a circle. Big deal. I can make a left turn. I make them all the time. I can go do that. Well, you can't because you're not allowed on the race course, and you really don't not have a car like that, and you really you just can't. There's no way. Um, we're here. Um, if you think you're better than the racers, you get in your car, whatever car you have, and on Monday when nobody's here or Tuesday when nobody's here, you can drive all the course because they download it. You can download it to your phone or your GPS, whatever you want, and you can drive the whole course and time yourself and go, well, look at me. I did it in less time than the leader. No, <laughs> not. But you can, you can see how grueling this race is all on your own. You can jump in, drive the course for a mile, and jump out and go, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, you're not set on anything. All, and you can do it in your minivan if you want to try it. <clears throat> you're a Honda Civic. Um, I wouldn't recommend it because there won't be left, much left of either one, but you can. Um, it's, um, it's really unique in that there's no um, – I mean, the, the officials keep you off the race course during the races, and, and there's a lot of other things. But even at, <clears throat> excuse me, even at night, after the race is over, there's a hill. It's um, called Chocolate Thunder. And all night, people are taking their personal vehicles and climbing up Chocolate Thunder, which is part of the race course. And they're doing that before, after, you know, all week. People are driving up, and there's thousands of spectators watching these novices, which are, you know, honestly, most of them have a lot of experience out here. And they're out playing and having fun with these hills. And we're watching and having fun and and just enjoying, I don't know, the freedom of our country, I guess, out in the desert where no one's getting, no one, we're not bothering anyone. If you came out here, we're not, we're not going to someone's back door and, and doing a party or, or running a street race in the front yard or, you know, risking their children's lives that aren't used to this kind of stuff. They're all out here on their own. They come out to some place that no one lives, and we get to all like-minded people go have fun. It's kind of like, I guess it would be like going to the park and, and enjoying the park. It's like-minded people are in the park. Now, if you take your hot rod and drive through the middle of the park and try to do donuts, you're going to get in trouble because you're not part of the park scene. Yeah, maybe where, you should get in trouble, actually, too, in the park. Well, Driving, yeah, trying to do donuts but, in a park. Uh, Jason, but I was actually, is, I was just actually noticing too. If music's your thing, sometimes they have some musical events going on and things like that. There's a whole bunch of different things going on out there. Oh, they have they have they have concerts out here. I mean, it's it's incredible all the things that come on out here. And and it's uh, one of our we brought one of our friends out that it has never been, and he was just amazed at the chaos, at the controlled chaos. I mean, it, from from a her- airplane, it probably looks like ants just going in all different directions. But it really isn't. It's it's um, incredible um, to see fifty thousand people all getting along. Like what? How can that be? That's that's not right. How can we all get along? Wait. So anyway, it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, I really enjoy it. We take um, we take our cars and our side by sides and go out and run the desert and watch the racers. In fact, 
the Ultra Four is happening. I think it's already started. So I'm giving up the beginning of the Ultra Four to be on the radio with you. <laughs> That's what kind um, of commitment you have to this show. <laughs> there you go. That's the commitment I have. So now that I've got that all done, let's do the intro. <laughs> yeah. If you have the time, the place, the space, the parts, the inclination, I'm here to help. I want to help you with your car problems, your car questions, your car issues. And that's what this show is about, It's helping people with their car problems. Um, I love that. Um, it really is. It's about helping. And um, one of the things that, that comes to mind when I come out here is maintenance and being prepared and you do not have to be an ASC certified master technician to be prepared when you're driving your car um, knowing how to change a spare tire knowing how to check the engine oil knowing how to check the tire pressure and having a tire pressure gauge with you um, these are all things that we all should know as drivers and <clears throat> there's YouTube videos there's all these things and it's oh god it's like I don't know. Some, one, one of my friends is a uh, is a he likes to cook. He likes to dabble. I have several friends that like to dabble, and they will he will make dinner for his family. Let's say he'll get a bunch of the family together, and there'll be twenty of them, and he'll make dinner for everybody. And he loves that. He makes spends all day getting ready and preparing everything. But before he makes dinner, he's like he usually likes to make a new meal. Before he makes that meal for the twenty of them. He makes that meal for he and his wife, and as a, at a smaller ratio, of course. But and they have that meal before he ever show, gives it to anyone else, so that he is prepared for the upsets, the mistakes, the oopses, the whatever that can occur to ruin a meal like that. Nothing like you know spending several hundred dollars on all the preparations for a beautiful meal for twenty. And calling Domino's to come and deliver because it turned out like really bad. So he prepares like that, and we all can do that, and we can all do that on our cars. Um, Unlike other health well, concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Okay, that's sorry, that, wow, Jason. That, now that trying to adjust the, flip. <laughs> mental <laughs> illness on my show. Wait a second. <laughs> sorry about that. Trying trying to adjust something and adjusted it the wrong way. That's my fault. There we are. <laughs> I noticed how you put mental illness on my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. I have to apologize. <laughs> I, I, it's just funny. I thought it was great. Um, it is. It's human. But you think about you think about um, preparing, and, and you need to be ready. Um, I have a tool bag on my side-by-side, so I can tinker with stuff and fix stuff. Um, I brought my little welder out, my little... 24 volt welder out um, and I needed it this weekend uh, another we have plug kits on our tire for our tires when we blow a tire or when we get a hole in a tire and we have air compressors on our cars I mean they're we're not talking thousands of dollars of equipment you know uh, the plug kits are got anywhere between about eight dollars and hundred and fifty dollars depending on how expensive you want to go now it's illegal in the state of California for me to plug your tire but for you to plug your own tire to get you down the road, it, what are they going to say? Um, but you're not, you got to know how to do it and be willing to try. And uh, the air compressor, I think the air compressor on my car cost me, you know, 30 bucks on my side-by-side. And I've never used it, actually, but it's a great safety thing. 
Um, I have a jumper pack on my side by side, which is probably another. I don't know. Let's say it's eighty bucks, a hundred dollars. I don't think it was that expensive. I think it was only like fifty bucks. Um, but here we are. If I have a dead battery on my side by side, open the jumper cap, jumper pack, plug it in, uh, pop it on, and bang, I'm rolling again. Or if you um, had to, if you had to put on your uh, spare tire and then, oh my gosh, it's flat. That's a whole lot cheaper, the $30, than having to call out a tow truck to come and inflate your tire. Well, not just that, though. <laughs> think about think about you have AAA. It's like, Jim, I have AAA. I don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I'll yeah. come out for free. Well, well let's say it's a busy weekend, and they're busy, and you sit on the side of the road for three and a half or four hours, which a lot of people have because the tow companies were overwhelmed, because they've got people out sick, because whatever happens, life happens. Well, bang, you got a little air compressor, it pumps it right up, rock and roll, and you're back on the road. Um, And, yeah, you towed it around that little box that was, I don't know, uh, it's about twice the size of a cigarette box, let's say, or half a case of beer, half a a 12-pack of soda, let's say, um, and it sits in your trunk for the rest of your life. You never use it. Well, so (laughs) you're out nothing, really, in in the grand scheme of things. But... Not only just having it, but using it. I mean, we we will use our little compressors on the kids' bicycles, on the basketball, whatever. It's great for the silly stuff that you never thought about doing it with it. Um, you can buy yourself a inexpensive air tank and fill it slowly because these compressors are not very very fast. You can fill the air tank and then blow off things that you're tinkering with in the house. Um, wow! The other day, we um, my back door on my house, the garage door was. Uh, was the the key wasn't working real good and it was kind of sticky and clunky and and it wasn't failing but it was clunky and I didn't like it so uh, I went down and bought a new assembly because I was going to put a new assembly in and and um, I was talking to my dad about it and he's like it's probably just dirty I'm like nah, I don't think so dad you know it's 11 years old it's just worn out it's part of life so he's like we'll try to clean it first we'll see what happens and I took some <clears throat> electro parts cleaner which they sell at West Side Auto Supply it's not cheap but a little bit goes a long, long way, and it's really incredible what it can clean. And um, I sprayed some electro parts cleaner in and blew it out with the air compressor and lubed it up with a little dry graphite, which is another thing you really got to have around the house is a dry graphite. Phenomenal product. Um, and it's great for locks and, and other things that, that you don't want to collect dust and dirt. And all of a sudden, bang, this thing works like brand new again. So I didn't need to replace the lock. I just need to clean the lock. And it, because of the dust and dirt that's in the air and swirls and whatever, uh, you can do the same thing with your um, your your uh, sliding glass door, your screen door on the sliding glass door. A little bit of uh, a graphite, spray graphite in there on the rollers can do wonders and make it act like it's new again. Um, and if you take it off, and clean them from underneath and actually clean it out with a little electro parts cleaner or whatever. It's amazing how well those things work. And if you do it early, you can do it before you damage the little guides they dry, they roll on. And you don't have to replace a door. You just clean the door. Um, if you're not comfortable pulling a sliding glass door, you call a locksmith out or a window guy. And they can come out and remove it and clean it and do it before it is ruined. Um, and here we are, back to maintenance. I mean, bang, that's that's a... That's a clear maintenance issue that can be we can all cure really easily. Um, 
it's it's amazing what things we can do to make our lives that much better with a little bit of maintenance and, and a little preventive maintenance. And that's kind of what that compressor and and having a quart of oil with you and a jug of a gallon of distilled water in the back of the car. Um, hopefully you never need it, but if you do, you can pour it in the radiator, you can drink it, you can whatever, because it's distilled water and you don't open it, it's going to stay good for a long time. It's not going to grow bacteria in it. Um, and it's still water, so it doesn't have any of the good minerals and stuff that, you know, we need, but in a pinch, it's water and it's drinkable. Um, it's amazing what, if you really sit down and think about what, how little it takes to move a car down the road. Um, I mean, they make gallon, if you're one of those people that's not really good about <clears throat> making sure that needle is way above empty, and I'm not pointing fingers because I've run out of gas a number of times in my life, um, then you can buy uh, gasoline for lawnmowers and whatnot that has no ethanol in it that will store for years, and you can put a gallon of that in the back of your car and have a funnel. And if you happen to find yourself in that position, bang, you've got a gallon of gas, and depending on the car, you've got anywhere between 10 and 30 miles to get to the next gas station. Um, yeah, it's a pain in the butt to go down to the lawn and garden store and buy a gallon and, and make sure it's the right stuff and everything. At the same time, um, wow, what a convenience compared to sitting inside the road and waiting for the tow truck or walking three miles of town and buying a gas cane and drink, drink, walking three miles back. And, um, there's a, there's a, uh, a lot of easy things we can do to make our lives better and easier. Uh, making sure the spare tire is in your car and the and having the jack and that's what we talked about in the past is is just changing a tire in your driveway <clears throat> a perfectly good tire <clears throat> grabbing the grandkids grabbing the kids the 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 neighbors kids whatever and changing a tire in your driveway make sure it's flat or in your garage or you know where it's flat because when it's not the soil when the ground's not flat it can be really weird but Watching a couple of YouTube videos, looking at, looking through the owner's manual, reading the owner's manual, and changing your own tire, pulling the spare off, putting it on the car, tightening everything back up, driving around the block, and then going and changing it back is a huge learning, learning experience. And, and it's a huge waste of time, but it's so empowering. Bam! You do that successfully, and bam! You know how to change your own tire. So now if you hear a click, 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 like the tire's going flat, you don't go, oh, my God, the world's ending. You go, oh, man, i got to change a spare tire? Really? That's going to be 30 minutes of my life or 20 minutes of my life gone. All right, well, let's get done. Let's get it done. Instead of driving to ruin the rim and ruin the tire and everything because you're so scared that you don't know what to do. Um, it's very empowering. And, and it really does um, – it really can save you a lot of money because if you hear that noise and you pull directly over and you're like, wait a second, what's that noise? And it's a flat tire, and you change it there, they may be able to repair that tire, and you haven't done any rim damage, and boom, when you get a chance to get it fixed, you know, the next, to the next town, whatever, the next day, whatever, first of all, you can finish your trip, finish your, your, your drive, and you can have it repaired inexpensively and back on the car and roll instead of, Keep driving until you get to a spot where you hopefully somebody can save you. Now you've ruined the rim at, at let's say, $900 and a tire at 300 bucks, and you've ruined your afternoon, and everything's gone because by the time you get a tire put on and everything else, you're four hours later. So whatever you were going to do, <laughs> it's over. 
You know, Jason, we were actually talking about the um, the wonderful digital cell phones because I was having a hard, hard time calling you on my cell phone, but I used the landline and it went right through. But, um, you know, it's kind of funny that um, if you think about it, there's a lot of things. If you just have the simple tools that you suggest that we have in the car all the time um, and you were stuck somewhere, chances are if you've got cell phone coverage out there, you can go online and find a YouTube video to help you get some sort of instruction on what to do to help fix whatever problem you might be having. Not saying it's going to be 100% fixed, but at least you might be able to get to um, the next uh, town. You know, right? I mean, yeah, that's a, a cool thing. That's a cool thing about YouTube videos is there's a lot of things on there. I've looked several times about my car, and oh, that's where the fuel pump is in this car. Oh, that's where the um, that's where the cabin air filter is in this car. This it's just uh, it's pretty amazing that there are several videos out there that you can that you can look at to at least get you a temporary repair. Right. I, I use YouTube myself. Honestly, um. I don't know at all. I haven't taken every car apart and piece by piece, and I use YouTube on occasion. I've turned on, like, okay, let's see what's out there, and bang, I learn and I move forward. I, yes, of course, I have the tools and I have the the um, the experience, but um, it also can be very powering, empowering to watch the video and go, "Wow, that was a lot more than I expected it to be." Um, I know I don't want to tackle that. And that's very empowering, too. Instead of being three-quarters away through the project and go, uh, I don't know what to do now. I don't have the tool. I don't have the whatever. I don't know where to buy the tool or what kind of tool I'm looking to buy. Um, it's, um, it's a really powerful tool that helps a lot of people, both directions, to stop you from pulling, making a mistake on something and also to help you do something that is totally within your wheelhouse. And you have to decide yourself what's in your wheelhouse. We all, we are not created equally. I don't care what anybody says, we are not created equally. I cannot have a baby, and I, nor do I want to have a baby. Bang, women are better in that regard. Just simple bang, um, we are not created equally. And in that, people have more power than others. It's funny, the, the, one of the guys in the shop, he likes to sing in the shop, and I'm always teasing him about how bad a singer is. And he's not a bad singer. He actually has a really nice voice. Um, and I'm always teasing him about it. Well, I was walking past, the, we went to dinner the other night, and we happened to be walking past, past a bar, and there was a bunch of people in there singing. And, oh, my goodness, they had no reason to be singing. I'm sorry. I've heard cats and dogs sing better. Um, but... They, he has a uh, uh, he has a uh, gift that those people didn't, or at least some of those people didn't. I'm sure some of them were ph- phenomenal singers, uh, and and I'm not. So I get to I get to make fun of those that do because I'm jealous. <laughs> I can work on cars, and cars make sense to me. So that's where my, I shine better. Um, I, I'm and I'm not. I'm making fun of me because well, I make fun of me all the time, but. We all can do things, and, and we don't know what we can do until we try to do it. And sometimes it takes more practice for one person than another person. Um, my brother drives side-by-side way better than I do. And every time I try to keep up with him, I end up costing me money because I break something. So I don't try to keep up with him anymore. Um, and, and that's something I've, it's cost me money to learn. 
well, I'm trying to help you learn without costing you money, and I try to help you not make the mistakes I have made, and and are prepared, like having this 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 uh, the worn belt inside your car. Um, it's just great. You don't have to buy a new belt, and if the old one didn't shred, I mean, it may not be something you want to run, but it gets you to the next town. It gets you done with your trip, and all it takes is somebody with a tool to change it if you don't want to have that tool. But here, if you want to change your own belt and be able to change your own belt, there's a YouTube video, I'm sure. If not, there's a repair manual available, and you can learn how to change the belt on your car, change it, and have the old one in the car with the tools that you need. I have a basic set of tools in my side-by-side because I can't possibly afford the weight of having all the tools I want. And I go through and I have looked at what tools I need to disassemble the things that I can fix in the field, and I have tools for that in my side-by-side. And bang, I can go and do a lot of repairs. I broke a sway bar in link, oh, I think Thursday, and... The end was broken off, and I'm okay. Well, we started playing around, and I cleaned it up and welded it up here because I was here at the at the trailer. Um, I had all the tools to fix it, and we drove it. I've been driving for two days on it. It's not new, and it's not great, but it'll get me done with my fun and and my trip. And then when I get home, I'll buy new ones and replace them. Um, I'm not saying that's what I'd want to do if it was my street car, but out here. It's just a matter of I eat a bush if I don't make that turn right. So I, I I try to learn from my mistakes, and then I try to share them with you as the listeners. And and having some basic stuff in your car, like I said, having a blanket, wow, that's huge. And one of those thermal blankets is even better. I love those thermal blankets um, the because... They're able to shed the heat and hold in the hold in the heat, um, and, and they're small and compact. And yes, it's a hassle, but if you're making yourself a list, and I have lists on my phone, I have probably forty lists on my phone under Notepad, and all those lists are related to things that I need when I want to come out here. I have a list when I'm going shopping. I have a list before I go shopping. If I want uh, when I'm out here. While I'm out here, I have two lists of things that I want to add to my side-by-side when I and to the trailer so that I am better prepared when I come out here to play because I want to be ready to play. And out here, if my car dies, breaks, I'm done, and I basically am going home um, without playing with my toys as much as I wanted to. So if I'm not prepared with a ready welder, with spare parts, with whatever – I, I hope will cover my trip tire plugs. We fixed two tires this far over this weekend, two clutches and two tires. Um, and then my in-link, and then we lost a bolt on another one. Um, now, this is a lot of carnage, but it's it's a tough area to take a car in. We're doing real speeds. So you want to be prepared for that kind of stuff. We have great tires. We have... We have locking. Uh, uh, we have rims that that uh, are bead locks, so they lock the tire to the rim physically with pressure. Um, we they're they're incredible cars, and we have a lot of fun with them, and we tear them up. But that's what we have them for: is to come out here and see what it's like, and go enjoy the the desert. And the desert can be a lot of fun. 
um, just like any other place, the mountains, the, the cities, uh, museums, whatever. All these things are fun, but, you know, as a parent, I never went anywhere with my infant without diapers, a bottle, a change of clothes, because you never know when the diaper was going to leak and <laughs> soil the clothes. Yeah. Um, I always had hats and jackets and, you know, uh, blankets so that when the weather changed, I would be prepared to keep that infant cold, warm because the infant didn't have any ability to do so. There's more in, well, the, di- there's more in the diaper bag than diapers. <laughs> yeah, wet ones. My goodness, we always had a ton of wet ones. Um, yeah. Because we're prepared. Well, it's the same thing with driving your car, same thing with driving uh, a side-by-side. And, and I come out here to learn and play and have fun, and that leads me to talking on the radio about it and helping you all learn and, and, and be prepared so that your trips are uneventful. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the best thing I can do as a mechanic is make it to where your car <clears throat> never leaves you stranded. And I can't guarantee that, and I can't bear- make sure that can happen, but I can do everything in my power to stop that from happening or lower the chances of it. And if I get one of my successes are when my customer goes, wow, I've had this car for like seven years and it's never done anything wrong. It's just been a great car. I've just loved it. It's never left me stranded. It's just been a phenomenal car. I cannot say enough good things. That is a success as a mechanic as far as I'm concerned. That is, that's when I've won. Um, and I love that because the customer won. <clears throat> Are you ready me, for if the, the customer won, that means I did win. What's that, Jim? Oh, uh, we should be taking the break, just so you know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just kind of trying to wind it down there <laughs> so we can take a break. Yeah. Um, but you know me, I get wound up. It's oh, hard I to get know. wound down. I know, I know. <laughs> but now's the perfect time. Go ahead and take the break, Jim. Okay, and actually, um, this commercial, the classic commercial I picked out for today, is it's not one that's going to put a jingle in your head or anything like that, but this is kind of touching on a lot of what we touch on on this show. And we're going back to 1964. It's with the Gulf Service Station. Notice I said service station, not gas station where you just drive in you get your gas you drive out they don't check anything like the you know the windows and the hoses and the oil and the radiator you know level and all that stuff no but in 1964 when you went to a gas station you had a service station and uh, they checked everything so um this is a uh, this is 19, 1964 gulf service station commercial gasoline stations are pretty much alike Service stations aren't. It doesn't take long to see the difference. Long enough for your golf dealer to check a few things. Rear window, so you can see what's behind you better. Taillights, so what's behind can see you better. Tires, whether they're worn, bruised, or cut. water, oil, fan belts, wiring, so you'll get where you're going. Headlights and windshield, so you'll clearly see how to get there. A service station ought to mean more than just a place to buy gasoline. Finding out it does takes just long enough to fill your tank, about three minutes, where your driving takes a turn for the best at the sign of the orange disc. 
Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply, buy the best, from the best. Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997 at the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo. Come by or call 547-1062. That's 547 547- Ten sixty-two. Hey, little cobra, don't you know you're gonna shut up and down? I took my cobra down to the track, hitched to the back of my Cadillac. Everyone was there just to wait for me. There were plenty of stingrays and XK. And we're back, Jason. Are you there? I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, we're back. Records. I like it. I like that commercial we played going because, like I said, we we talk about that a lot on the show. Just observing and going and checking everything, you know that that saves you a lot. It really does. You know what's amazing is how many husbands and wives come into the shop and go, "All right, I was riding with my husband. I was riding in my husband's car and it's making this noise," or I was. Riding in my wife's car and it's making this noise and and um, uh, it, it's something. It's funny because it's something that we get used to, and it ha- you know a bearing noise, a tire noise, or whatever it is. It, we start to get used to it because it happens so suddenly, and then all of a sudden it just gets louder and louder and louder, and we don't notice it as much as someone that jumps in the car and notices it. So you know that's the service station thing. Is a it's it is very few of those left. I know it's one in five cities, um, RF 101, and there's so few left. But it's uh, it can be if you don't have that that significant other or whatever to go for a ride and listen. Um, honestly, if both of you are getting a little hard of hearing, um, you know, um, if you really like loud music, there's a lot of things that can affect the ability to listen to the car as it talks to you, and it's really talking to you. Mine does. And I listen, and I go, oh, what are you trying to tell me? Okay. And, and you know, the customer cars that come in the shop, I mean, I like to go out for a ride, because especially if they have a noise complaint, because I want to hear what they're hearing. Because as the car's driving down the road, there's a whole orchestra of sounds happening. And there's some that are good and some that are bad. And, and if you as a customer don't like certain ones or certain ones have changed, now I want to go out with a ride, go for a ride with you, so that way I can hear which one of those noises is bothering you. Because things that bother you may not be the same noises that bother me, and not that the ones that bother you are any less important. Just that um, if it's if if it's a noise that I'm used to hearing, and let's say I know what it is, but it's not going to affect the running of the vehicle and the reliability of the vehicle. I may not. I may, may just start to ignore it, just like other people do, because you know if it's not affecting anything, who cares? But if it bothers you, 
then now we need to address that to get rid of that annoyance for you so that your car can be a more pleasurable ride for you. Um, I remember I had a Grand Cherokee years and years ago, and um, in the mid-'90s, late-'90s, yeah, mid-'90s, Jeep had a problem with sway. Um, They would rock side to side, and it kind of felt a little like a boat, and, and, and on shore, you know, uh, um, near the beach, where you just kind of roll through the waves, whether it's on the ocean or just in a little lake. It's more like a little lake, just little rolls. And I got used to it. I mean, it's, it's a roll, it's a Jeep, whatever. And, you know, um, that's just the body style. It was what it was. And Jeep, I think Jeep finally addressed it, um, but not in my particular car. It was an old used car. And my buddy was used to driving a Dodge three quarter ton truck. And in those years, they were relatively stiff and rough, and there was not a lot of roll. And he got back from my Jeep, and he was complaining about the roll, and I'd gotten so used to it, I forgot about the roll. And he was having this fit about how it rolled and rocked, and, and it felt like you were on a boat, and it was the weirdest thing ever, and i just gotten used to it. So we get used to things, and we get to where we understand, and we, you know, it's like the creaks and groans and the moans and the parts of our bodies that don't work as well as they used to. We kind of get used to it. Um, but when you go see the doctor, the doctor may go, well, that's not something you want to get used to. You want to get rid of that, you know, whatever it be, and we need to fix that. Well, when you come into a repair shop and, and, and a true service provider, they're going to talk to you about certain certain things and certain noises that you don't want and certain noises that, eh, whatever, it happens. Life is. So it's really nice to have a relationship with a repair shop, well, a, a shop that actually a service provider that actually performs the full service, not just ones that go, well, yes, we do radiator caps or we do, you know, oil changes or we do just tires. Uh, it's not, not that those aren't great to have, and, 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 and they're, they can be very convenient and very cost-effective, and there's a lot of positives, but you also want to see someone that understands the whole car and drives the whole car and feels the whole car. Um, that's really, really important. You don't just want, um, I don't know, um, God, I was thinking, you know, you, not that a, a brain surgeon has got to be someone that's phenomenally talented in this field or her field. They have to have incredible amount of schooling, an incredible amount of practice and, and precision and, and, and fine tool tune tools to go in there and, and deal with a person's brain. I mean, we've got to be talking about the people on the top of their field. I mean, just the upper, upper echelon, um, an incredible, um, you know, like a jet fighter, a, a, a fighter pilot, um, just the top, top person. But at the same time, you really probably don't want that person as your regular general practitioner medical doctor because all they're trained to do is see that brain and how it functions and how it works and how to fix it. And they may lose sight of the rest of the body because of their focus of training. And you kind of want somebody that can look at you and evaluate you while they're talking to you and, and interacting with you over your regular annual physical or, or, or your problem for day, you know, your wart, your hangnail, I don't know, whatever, your small item that isn't life-threatening, you want them looking over you and making sure that 
you're not missing a life-threatening thing because of the thing that's annoying the snot out of you. <laughs> um, and, and the same thing that goes for cars, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the great thing about cars is when the car's no good, you go buy another one. Um, but that's very costly and, and can really, you know, I don't know, wear in the pocketbook. So just, like I said, things that I think about and things that go through my head, um, you know, the maintenance really does cost less, and it's a lot less annoying to do maintenance than it is to do repair because you're already on the schedule instead of can you schedule me in. Um, and having that that uh, electro parts cleaner, electro parts cleaners, it's just an incredible product. Um, it can work on switches and, and, um, and connections, electrical connections you have around the house. Stuff that doesn't work quite right. right. Um, as simple as like your cell phone charger. If it's kind of weird and goofy, you spray a little electro parts cleaner in the in the charge cable, and you it may and blow it out. You may have it just may be dirty. And once you clean it with that, bang your rock and roll, and you get to use it again, and it works more reliably. Um, so it's um. Maintenance, and, and here we are. That's back to maintenance. Like my doorknob, my, my door block in my house. It's maintenance, and it cured it, and I never even considered it. I just swore it out. we got to replace it, right? Um, it didn't need to. Um, hmm. We um, we touched another one, and I don't know if I've talked about it or not, but we touched another one in the shop was uh, transmission maintenance, transmission fluid maintenance. And I know so many manufacturers are lifetime fluid and, you know what? It'll it'll last, last the life of the car, and and I agree. Uh, I'm sorry. Most cars run very expensive, high end transmission fluid, and uh, it should last the life of the car. And um, as long as the life of your car is you know 100,000 miles, I think they're right. I don't know that I would change the transmission fluid out on a car that um, I only plan on keeping for 100,000 miles. I don't. I would say most of them last as long as you treat your transmission right and your car right. I would say 90%, 95% probably will last 100,000 miles. My concern is for all of us that want to go two or 300,000 miles, that want to see half a million miles and don't want to replace every component multiple times, that's when I go, mm, I'd like to see the transmission fluid checked and replaced as it gets dirty, as it gets old. Um, uh, and, and honestly, you know, you go, okay, well, 100,000 miles. Well, you know, Jason, my motorhome, I may never see 100,000 miles. I've had it for five years, and it's only got 15,000 on it. Okay, I agree with you, but now you've had it for five years, and I would start doing maintenance as if you were putting 20,000 miles a year on it. I would be changing the oil at least once a year. I would be um, uh, replacing um uh, sorry, replacing the coolant every five years. I would replace the transmission fluid every five years, uh, brake fluid every three to five years. I would be changing all these fluids. I'd be servicing the air conditioning at least every five years. That way you have done the maintenance, so when you're on your trip, if something happens, it's something that happened. It's not something you caused because of lack of maintenance. And when you're on a, in a motorhome on a trip and your motorhome breaks, that can be that can basically ruin your trip, and nothing like building up a bunch of frustrated energy during the your work year, and then to take and go on your vacation to release that work energy, or whatever, however you do it, catching fish, racing cars, 
going to museums, whatever it is, and be on the side of the road stranded and dealing with a broken motorhome for your vacation and coming back more frustrated than you left and broker, um, and maybe in certain cases come back without your motorhome because it's wherever it broke down, they couldn't fix it during your vacation. Um, it's amazing. Uh, and, and, you know, stuff still happens. Whether you do perfect maintenance, whether you've got a brand-new motorhome, whatever, stuff still happens. But if you're using good tires and you're doing the right maintenance and you're, and you're treating your motorhome properly and you're not pushing too hard up hills and, and you are, are, are working within the limitations of the design and the engineering of the vehicle, then those vacations can be a lot more fun and a lot less problems. Um, the, tr- the road that we come on, we drive asphalt all the way, California roads, all the way to the dirt road we pull off on. And the dirt road we pull off on is a beautiful graded road, except that it has rocks on it the size of <laughs> uh, eggs or larger. And um, they don't crush like eggs. And they create a lot of vibration bumps and and jumping and the tires are bouncing off of them and bouncing over them so when we come in here it takes nearly an hour to drive the two and a half three miles in here because we're driving so slow so that it doesn't destroy the vehicle and you know the rv and the and the vehicle we're driving um now on my side by side i can take that road at 70 no big deal it's it's really nice and smooth but in a, a mobile home or a motor home or a travel trailer it's not designed to take those rough roads. It doesn't have the suspension that my side-by-side has. So if you take that fast, I can drag my trailer in here at 60. The problem is when I get here, <clears throat> the road will have done so much damage to my trailer, I won't be able to use it very many times before it starts falling apart around me. And the same thing happens with your, your car, your motorhome. If you're pulling the Quest to grade in your motorhome and trying to do 65 like you can in your sedan or like you can in your other cars, you may ruin that because it may not have the power to sustain that hill at 65. And it may burn itself up, and you may find yourself with a new engine. So same thing with the transmission. If you're not shifting down and, and using the transmission, holding it into a good gear, when you're going through the mountains and you're going through a mountainous terrain, you can ruin the transmission and overheat it and have a lot of issues. So <clears throat> I try and make sure that I'm I'm listening and watching and, and I understand I talk to professionals and I talk to people that know more than me so that I'm treating my equipment properly so that it can give me years and years and years of, of faithful service. Um, we just did a coolant on my Jeep because it had been, I think it had been three years since we did it. It had been 500 miles. I'd driven my Jeep 500 miles in three years, and we did a coolant flush. You're like, geez, Jason, 500 miles? Really? The coolant's not worn out. But <clears throat> the additive package in there to stop electrolysis and the rust and the damage has been breaking down over those three years. And I do not want to have a bad water pump or a bad heater core or freeze plug or a hole in the radiator or whatever when I'm off using my toy. So we changed the coolant because I want to make sure that doesn't happen to me. Uh, was it bad? I do not have all the testing to test the coolant to verify every part of that coolant is doing its job properly. What I do have is the ability to replace it, just like you do. I have to replace it and put new coolant in it. That way I know that the protective 
the, the additives in it to keep everything working properly are in there so that I can keep running my toy and have fun with it instead of being on the side of the road trying to figure out how to fix that hole. Um, and here I am. I'm an ASC certified master technician. I can change every component in my Jeep. By myself, I can change every single one of them. I can rebuild the engine from the crankshaft block out. No problem. But I don't want to do that on my vacation. I want to be out vacationing on my vacation. So I prepare my vehicle so that I'm not working on it, and I work on it when it's convenient for me. Um, it's not a lot of fun to rebuild an engine on the side of the road. It is not a lot of fun, and it can be nearly impossible. And the other thing is I don't have the parts out on the trail to rebuild an engine, or I don't have a fresh radiator to pop in there when it blows. I don't have the components I need and to do the repairs I need to do if something happens on the trail. If I break something on the trail, that's different than me not doing the maintenance ahead of time and it breaking because of my lack of maintenance. And it happens on all my vehicles. I try and make sure that the vehicle, that my vehicle's maintenance is caught up. I'm guilty as everybody else. It slips through the cracks here and there, and, but I still try. And I go and I listen to my guys and I listen to my cars and uh, when I take the car in and say, guys, change the oil for me, I listen to them, and they go, hey, Jason, the power steering fluid's getting dark. I go, grumble, and I go, well, I guess we're changing the power steering fluid. And they go, you need a ball joint. Well, I grumble, and I go, well, let's work it in and see if we can, you know, get the ball joint changed. Because that is, that's how to maintain a car, and that's how we, what, I want to be able to drive that car. I don't want it tearing up tires. I don't want it falling apart on the side of the road. I want it just to be, just to it's, uh, uh, it's my time machine, and if it doesn't do its job, well, then it, I mean, if it's broken, it's not going to be able to be my time machine. It's going to be broken on the side of the road, and that sucks. I don't want to be on the side of the road. I don't want any of you on the side of the road. That's why I talk about this stuff, so that you aren't caught off guard, that you know to take it into a service provider that will take care of you and, and tell you. And you know what? It's a, it's a tough thing being a um, a service uh, a, a, a service rider, um, the counterperson in the front, to sit down and tell you that, yes, I know you came in for an oil change, but you need $2,000 worth of work, that's a tough thing for them day after day after day. And they have a tough job. So you can look at it as, well, it was fine before you brought it in, or you can look at it as, wow, I'm glad you caught that. I'm glad to know that I can, you know, have whatever it needs, and, and having being a good service writer uh, means that they can tell you and having a good crew behind them, and that's really important. You can have the best service writer, but if you have a bunch of mechanics that don't tell them what's wrong, then his hands are tied or her hands are tied. Um, if you have a, uh, a good crew and a good service provider, a service, service writer, that can translate and, and look at and and now talk to you about what things are emergency and what things need to be done in the future and what things are I wish we could and where you're at now you can budget for and look forward to, well, not look forward to, but budget for these things that need to be accomplished and need to be done on your vehicle so that you are just driving instead of being towed in. Well, there's another one. Tow it in for another problem. Tow in for another problem instead of just enjoying your vehicle. And honestly, if you do it now, it usually costs less than doing it later. Even if it's the same price, you have to deal with the whole breakdown and and um, the car not functioning properly. And, and now it's broken down in the middle of whatever you're trying to do, whether it's this 
uh, whether it's um, dealing with um, uh, uh, being late to work or missing an appointment or, wow, even worse, out having fun and going to the museum, to the lake, to the beach, whatever we do to enjoy our this this beautiful planet we live on. Um, I don't want to see the tow truck coming to my house, my shop. I really don't. I hate for it sucks uh, for me and it sucks for the client. Um, I mean, the tow truck drivers we have in our area, some of them are absolutely phenomenal. They do a great job. Um, but I still don't want to see them because that means your day got ruined. And that sucks. And if we're busy now, I made it even worse because it's going to be sitting around my shop for a few days while we have time to work on it. Because other people have been there, were there before you. Um, and I don't want to see any part of that. I so much rather see you call and go, hey, Jason, uh, what are you doing next Thursday? And I'm like, working on your car? <laughs> um, um, and that's so much better. So uh, I hope I hope this this helps you make a list and and start using a list to make your life better and and run forward with with all the stuff that will help make your life fun and, and enjoyable. I hope you YouTube King of the Hammers and, and watch the guys crawl and play and have fun. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your life. Enjoy this beautiful Central Coast and the rest of our world. It's phenomenal what we live in. Um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. You got about thirty I, I, seconds. About a thirty seconds here, Jason. All right, we are blessed, right, yeah. Jim? We are blessed. Aren't we are we? blessed. Yes. Yeah, that's and amazing. It's so much that's amazing. Fun. And go out and explore. Yeah, exactly. So go out and have a good time. And if you need anything, go to Westside Auto Parts and get your get your parts there. Talk to Steve, and uh, he'll help you out for sure. Right. Even the whole crew. Oh yeah, Steve, Kevin, Mark, the whole crew. Everyone. Those guys are filled. They're all phenomenal over there. They really can, and they will send you the right direction, I promise. Yep, here we go, and the music is just now hitting, so we are done. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Jason. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.